But it's up to you what you want to take on. You may be believing one of the religions who don't really accept reincarnation like Christianity or Islam. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you need to deny the reincarnation theory altogether. Welcome to the Mind Over Body podcast. This is your host and certified hypnotherapist, B. Thank you for joining me today. questions that I receive about past life regression is religions. What if you are Christian and you want to explore past life regression? What if you're Muslim and you want to explore past life regression? Is it possible? Is it accepted? Or are there people who actually believe in past life regression and still very religious Christians or Muslims or Hindus at the same time? So in this episode, I'd like to explore more about that topic. How do religions see past life regression? What religions actually accept past life regression and what religions don't really accept past life regression? And according to what you believe, according to your religion, maybe you can make up your idea easier. Maybe you can make up your mind easier and this can help you maybe step into past life regression or be still more cautious about it. We are going to talk about the five big religions. We are going to talk about Hinduism, Buddhism. We are going to talk about Islam. We are going to talk about Christianity. And we are going to talk about Judaism. And we are going to try to see and investigate ourselves about what each religion thinks about reincarnation, past life, and this theory of reincarnation overall. And of course, some of them are going to be more welcoming and warm towards past life regression, for example, Hinduism and Buddhism. But even the way that they see reincarnation is a bit different than what we see in the Western society. So we are also going to talk about those little differences between the perspectives. First of all, let's talk about what reincarnation is. The word reincarnation itself actually comes from Latin and it really means entering the flesh again. It says it all itself coming back to the physical body. And if we start talking about Hinduism, I found this from an article and I will share the link of that article. Hindus actually believe that soul is something that is imperishable soul exists in every human being. It comes back to the world after it completes its journey on this earth, comes back to the world in a new form. So the fate of every person in this life and in future lives is determined by the consequences of good and bad actions that you actually performed in the past and present, according to Hindus. And we may know this as karma. If you have good karma, you will have a good reincarnation. And if you have bad karma, you will have bad reincarnation. And according to the things that I've been reading, I'm concluding that this reincarnation is actually a negative force on them because it's almost like your moral responsibility 
And if you did bad things in your current life, you're gonna have a negative reincarnation. So it kind of puts a pressure on you. If you did something negative, and no, none of us are really perfect, so probably you did some bad things, that means you're gonna reincarnate to complete that karma in that negative cycle. In a sense, Hindus believe that we all have a soul and that soul is actually made up of energy and it doesn't really disappear out of the earth. When you die physically, you come back to this earth in another form. You come here to fulfill your karma according to how you performed in this lifetime. So you constantly take new forms and new forms and new forms and you continue your journey in this earth. And of course, there are new souls created, but most of the time, we just reincarnate. So this is the way Hinduism sees reincarnation. Let's also talk about Buddhism, because I think there is a wrong belief that Buddhism is the source of the reincarnation. But when we look at what Buddhism think is that Buddhism doesn't think that the soul is imperishable. It actually thinks that reincarnation happens to complete a karmic energy from one and another. It's almost like there is something that you did wrong in that past lifetime and you're here to get the karma, get the energy, make the payment of that, so to speak. And then as you complete that journey, get rid of these negative karmas then you don't really necessarily have to reincarnate because then there are no more lessons for you to learn. And I actually found this from DalaiLama.com and I'm gonna quote this part. It says, generally Buddhists believe that there is no beginning to birth and that once we achieve liberation from the cycle of existence by overcoming our karma and destructive emotions, we will not be reborn under the sway of these conditions. Therefore, Buddhists believe that there is an end to being reborn as a result of karma and destructive emotions. Buddhists believe in a cycle of death and rebirth called samsara. Through karma and eventual enlightenment, they hope to escape samsara and achieve nirvana, an end to suffering. So you see these two different perspectives. Both in Buddhism and Hinduism, we see reincarnation as almost like suffering, suffering because of the sins that have been committed, suffering because of the destructive emotions. And after the reincarnation is done in Buddhism, you don't necessarily have to come to this earth again because you completed, you overcame your karma. This is the way Buddhism looks at this. Now let's talk about the other three big religions. Number one is Christianity. I think this is the one most area that I get most of the questions. Before we talk about Christianity specifically, I want to talk about a very interesting statistic. They did a random survey and they found that about 25% of Americans believe in reincarnation. And actually about 24% of the Christians believe in reincarnation too. But when we look at the Christian religion, we find that there is only this one life and then you complete your journey and then there are sins that you committed and then there's afterlife that you go after you die according to your behaviors and you basically merge back with Christ. 
So this is a general idea that we see in Christianity. But also there are some verses from the Bible, when we read them, when we look at them, that can lead to scratching our heads. Bible doesn't really talk about reincarnation directly, but there are some inferences that may hint to rebirth. And I actually want to read one of them so you can decide for yourself. It says, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples asked him, why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. So you see the inference, especially where it says, but I tell you, Elijah has already come. That makes you think, does this mean that there was another life in the past where he came and that this may be the inference? that reincarnation also is an accepted concept and theory by Christianity. Actually, I think this is what 24% of the Christians may be referring to. Not only because other reasons they may be believing, but there are other inferences in Bible too that you can pick on and it's pretty interesting. It's very similar in Islam too. If you read the Quran, uh, you will see that there is one life that needs to be completed. You continue your journey in this life as best as you can, as little sins as you can, because you're responsible of all the sins that you committed in this lifetime. And after you pass from this life, there is an afterlife. You can either be going to the heaven or you could be going to the burning fires of hell, according to what kind of life, how you live this existing life. And actually, if you read Quran, you can see it always infers the second life, afterlife. And most of the religious Muslims think that the second life is when you merge and enter the existence of God. This could also be interpreted in two different ways. And actually, I found a few verses from Quran that could be pretty interesting. It could make you scratch your head because just like in Christianity, yes, there's an afterlife according to Islam, but how about these words? How about these implications in the Quran? What could they be meaning in terms of reincarnation? And you can find the links and the parts of all of these verses in the episode notes. The first one is, how can you make denial of Allah, who made you live again when you died, will make you dead again and then alive again until you finally return to him? The other one is, surely it is God who splits the seed and the stone, bringing the living from the dead. It is God who brings the dead from living. It always infers that you can die and come back after death, birth is possible. We could see this in two ways. Number one, 
rebirthing to God's existence. Another way can be reincarnation. And there are actually a lot of Muslims who believe in reincarnation for a variety of reasons. And finally, let's talk about Judaism. And when I researched about Judaism, I was able to find a lot of resources talking about reincarnation. From what I'm understanding, reincarnation is actually a part of Jewish mysticism. And I found an article that mentioned that in Hebrew, the word for reincarnation is Gilgal, which is related to the word Galgal, meaning wheel of cycle. When we look at Judaism, we can find one of the earliest inferences in Zohar. And one of the earliest of these can be found in the Book of Brightness. And it's like a mystical origin that began to circulate among Kabbalists in 13th century Europe. And there's actually a very well-known passage that I found online. It talks about the cycle of reincarnation. It starts like this. The cycle of reincarnation is likened to a winter who plants grapes that become sour. Disappointed, he clears his vineyard and plants a new corp, which also becomes sour. The Bahir asks, how many times must he go through the process? He said, up to a thousand generations. Thus, it is with the soul which occurs merit or not over the course of countless lifetimes. So as this Zohar says explicitly, you move up with the soul and return to higher worlds. When we look at the Jewish mysticism, we can find not only these inferences, but we can see lots of other hints, words, or some clues about reincarnation, coming back to this earth, and living another lifetime. So when we look at these five religions, we see some similarities, we see some differences. But from what we can understand is, in the Eastern way of seeing, reincarnation is more about actually not completing, not getting rid of all the negative emotions that you experience, all the sins that you committed. So it's seen as kind of something kind of negative. When we look at the Western side of the world, like us, it's usually, we perceive it as something positive. It's almost like a second chance to complete what wasn't learned in that past life. Or some of us see it as something just mystical, but it's more so something positive. We perceive it positive. But there are two different perspectives, regardless of their religion in both sides. But it's up to you what you want to take on. You may be believing one of the religions who don't really accept reincarnation, like Christianity or Islam. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you need to deny the reincarnation theory altogether. Clearly, there are other people just like you are, who are curious about this subject, who wants to know more about this subject. We have so many cases of people who can remember their past lives clearly and no religion, no science, no, no other theory other than reincarnation can actually explain these people's stories. When we can't explain these things, when we circle around them so many times but yet we find ourselves in the same exact place, we need to find an alternative answer. Past life regression can be just that, just exploring one time, you won't lose anything can be exactly what you need to get the answers that you're looking for by yourself instead of denying its existence.
And as we come towards the end of this third season, in the next episode, I'm actually going to talk about my past life regression experiences. I tried past life regression before my hypnotherapy journey, during my hypnotherapy journey, or after even my hypnotherapy journey. So I discovered a few of my past lives, and I like to share you guys what I've been through, what I experienced, what is normal, what is not normal from my perspective. So maybe that can enlighten your journey or give you an idea about what you could be experiencing or what is generally expected or not expected. So tune in to the next week's episode. And if you have a past life, I would love to hear from you because we are going to start sharing about other people's past life experiences. And I'm really, really excited for that. If you have a past life experience, negative or positive or neutral, email me at begum at b-hypnotize.com or visit my website www.mindoverbodypodcast.com.